0: Welcome to the BA Knowledge Share, and I'm so honoured to have Christina Tan uh, as our podcast guest. Um, So welcome, Christina. Oh, thank you, Ashmi, for having me. Awesome. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about your background and your personal journey of transitioning into the business analysis role and and sort of speak to any challenges? But first off, uh, more than happy to sort of get some information about yourself.
1: Yes, of course, certainly. So hi everyone, so I'm Christina Tan. Um, I have uh, seven years of uh, business analyst experience at least. Um, um, As has been alluded, I've transitioned to a consultant business analyst. Um, I came from a corporate finance background, so completed um, sort of my CPAP certification in that that kind of transition period. Uh, And now a consultant um, sort of based in Leeds in the UK. and I'm also a director of IBA UK, um, the International Institute of Business Analysts. Um, and uh, I was also really honored to be nominated for BA of the Year at the IRM European Business Analysis Conference in 2021. Um, I'm still a very passionate advocate of the profession today. Um, so, um, speaking of the transition, um, I started my career in corporate finance, um, sort of made career progression in that space. But over time I suppose it's one of those self-realization moments that it became apparent that I became more so they are interested in problem solving stakeholder management and strategic analysis. Um, I was more interested in that than um, as opposed to the path that I was on at the time um, so I decided to do something about it. So after working with some fantastic colleagues in the business analysis space, and also in the product, project management space, some degree, understanding what they do. Um, I decided um, you know, that I've learned so much about the business analysis profession, just by observing that I decided to kind of gently, um, um, but in a, in a planned manner, you know, steer my career away from corporate finance and into the, the business analysis space. Um, and so I've decided to do that, sort of use, utilizing my knowledge of corporate finance and um, so, you know, it's all about sort of utilising what you already got um, to kind of um, carve your way in the future. Um, it's, it's kind of my my sort of, you know, um, approach to things. So firstly, stepping into uh, projects. Um, in my case, everyone's different, but um, in my case, it's uh, specifically financial ERP implementation. Um, so um, I, I was kind of unafraid to wear different hats along the way um, when, when I gained experience. So even if these aren't called... Uh, BA responsibilities, Um, I was going to, you know, I could have rolled my sleeves up to do things like, you know, testing, becoming one of the finance SMEs um, in environments where they had, you know, BAs. Um, And then I observed how BAs worked, you know, the techniques using and and tools they they use along the way. Um, And then I also sort of proactive saw opportunities um, to, to assist them to observe over time. Um, these experiences, when I got to actually um, got some uh, hands-on experience, became invaluable uh, to my CV, um, which helped me to land my first BA role. Uh, so in terms of the challenges faced, uh, being the sole BA uh, when you're still relatively new to the profession um, is, is something that I found a bit of a challenge. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a few that uh, might, might have felt the same way at one point or another earlier in their career. Um, so you know, I quickly realised the value of having a supportive and um, professional community. Um, the organisation I was at at the time um, didn't really have any kind of internal practice at the time, nor, nor was I aware of an external community, perhaps not you know, because I, I didn't look as in extensively, um, but it took me a long time to find it. Um, and uh, when I did, um, sort of my confidence improved significantly. Um, and so did my profession, um, and sort of, um, sort of, you know, gains and and passion, uh, for for what I'm doing, and uh, these resulted in career growth. Um, ultimately, um, what I'm doing now is I really want to kind of pay this kind of energy forward, um, and, and hence why I got involved with the likes of IBA UK.
0: No, that's that's awesome, and I, I, it's it's interesting you brought up the fact that on this first transition project, you wore multiple hats. Um, speaking of multiple hats and skill sets, um, in your experience and in your sort of with your background, what are some of the important skills or what are some, some of the skill sets that a BH needs that you think are important um, to, to carry things forward?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. So um, that that's a really good question. And that's something I've kind of asked myself um, throughout so my transition journey and making sure that. Um, I am you know, gaining exposure um, to, to these traits. Um, and um, I've, I've actually written some professional uh, articles about this previously. Um, and uh, so I'm just gonna kind of relay my thoughts here because ultimately I don't think this has changed over time. Um, I was revisiting what I've written and um, actually this has been really consistent. Um, so one of the key things I, I think be good at any level. Um, and I think a lot of us will have this is some um, critical thinking because BAs are ultimately trusted business advisors. Um, the, the kinds of activities um, BAs ought to kind of, you know, um, be in it actually spans a wide range of uh, you know different different types of involvement from stakeholders at all levels. So um, because we regularly engage with you know multiple dialogues with stakeholders, and we receive many different accounts of a scenario. It's actually really critical that um, we we need to be adept at evaluating these different options available um, and different perspectives um, and be sort of, you know quite objective with um, with um, our approach um, and not be kind of overly swayed um, by opinions. Um, we we should also you know consider the facts and be able to um, be proactive enough to you know sort of um, collate the facts before coming up with with a conclusion. So. And that's something that I think it is one of those that you know stood out to me. Um, it's one of the key traits um, that makes a successful BA. Um, secondly, I would really say the strong communication skills uh, will be, um, is be really important because you'd imagine after a BA has performed their initial analysis, um, they've evaluated the possible um, solutions and they're ready to propose a recommendation uh, to, to stakeholders. Now, after all of that hard work that's been done, it's really critical then that the the conveying of the, the message um, is you know has landed well, is delivered in a clear and confident manner to the stakeholders, um, and that kind of regular interface with various stakeholders makes communication skills a fundamental trait. Um, any sort of potential kind of miscommunications or any sort of you know slippages in in detail can result in many problems that could be challenges to get challenging to rectify at later stages. Um, so another aspect of you know, strong communication um, includes combining stakeholder management skills, to identify as well and resolve um, conflicts in an in objective uh, yet democratic manner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so I've also, I suppose I've, I've mentioned this slightly, but um, I, I guess it's a different point around to like strong communication Skills, but it's all strong stakeholder management skills. Um, and in in sort of, you know, this aspect, it's, it's crucial for BA's to understand sort of who may be impacted um, by a project or who has a uh, sort of vested interest um, in in certain changes. Um, to in order to almost like formulate a, a sort of stakeholder um, communication strategy, um, so that they're delivering the right level of information that meets uh, the you know the the vested interests and needs of those um, stakeholders. Um, so, um, so I think it's kind of one goes up in that terms, you know sort of the BA careers. Chances are they'll probably you know sort of get get more interfacing with the very senior stakeholders. Um, so um, the level of information needs to be pitched at the right sort of level, um, especially for those who are you know key decision makers in organisations. So they don't really need to know all the details. However, um, it's still important to have attention to details, which that's my next point about um the effective um, business analysis. Um, so um when anyone thinks of like key artifacts being produced by a BA, like many are quick to identify, like so the likes of um like business process mapping, uh elicitation. Um so um it's those are very common ones. So um it, the BA um who sort of misses out the details might um, likely to increase the chances of sort of like misrequirements or resulting in unnecessary rework of uh, you know um, sort of designs development. Um, not to mention additional costs and efforts that that um, you know it, it will kind of um, absorb um, to to rectify that. So um, that's usually not great for anyone's credentials. So um, it, in this profession, it's, um, this is this is um, one of one of the key things. Um, that sort of, you know, decides whether or not the BA is successful, um, then they need to, I, I think, even at a senior level, they'll still need to have this, even though they might not be into detail as much as um, maybe others in the team. But uh, but yeah, I think they'll almost need to make this more effortless as they kind of, you know, um, get get more experienced. And, and then, like, rounding up, um, you know, going back to almost, like, the first point, with critical thinking, well, I think what people um, sort of might need um, to support that is probably just the, a, a nature of being quite inquisitive, um, and sort of developing that kind of growth mindset, actually, having an open mind, um, and and being able to take in uh, multiple perspectives. Um, so it, it's um, we got to also kind of be aware that the, the business analysis profession is actually quite you know it's an evolving profession. So um, by not being naturally inquisitive. Um, might mean that um, you know professionals actually, like, you know they, they might risk kind of being potentially being left behind in this profession as it continues evolving
0: yeah no there's some very interesting points that you brought up communication is, is key um, critical thinking absolutely right and being inquisitive um, being curious um, as you said it's an it's an evolving profession even with the onset of AI or other sort of technologies, um, you know, it's important to understand how that impacts um, business analysis and the way we do things. Um, what about domain knowledge? Um, is that is do you think that's important? I think domain
1: knowledge is important in the sense that it enables BAs to kind of contextualize their professional um, um, skills um, and uh, have this and almost like contextualize the environment whether in and sort of apply their um, professional knowledge accordingly and knowing what kind of tools and techniques to use and approaches. Um, but I, I think um, as a consultant, I do, you know, I, I change my, you know, some certain domains. I might be in healthcare in, you know, one client engagement and going to, you know, um, something completely new the next. Um, so I think what's important is actually um, for, for BAs to, you um, Linking back to my point earlier about sort of you know having an inquisitive mindset, having a growth mindset, um, it's important for BAs to, to be able to know where to look and be proactive enough to up their domain knowledge when the situation calls for, it especially not just for that purpose, but um, you know, when it comes to where client need and being in a new client environment, um, they'll almost need to know sort of um they, they need to have an approach as to kind of how how they're going to accumulate. Um, you know what what they need to succeed in that environment but yes you're right I think domain knowledge kind of helps the BAs to um, get a more holistic understanding of the broader industry the, the competitive landscape the types of business processes and the culture of organization and um, so I think you know some ideas as opposed to acquire those domain knowledge I don't think there are kind of steps I think there kind of maybe some thoughts um, that um, you could that i I can share that maybe some might want to kind of you know complete to you know to to create a plan out of but um things things like networking and knowledge sharing with your communities um Mm -hmm. whether it's like domain specific or um simply with other bas working in the same you know domain that 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 you want to get into um could be a, a you know a good idea there's also like books or industry articles and reports that um, that uh, relating to the domain that could be helpful. Um, and there's um, course rolling your sleeves up and participating in projects. A lot of really deep domain knowledge um, sometimes you know um, might just come out from simply being in those projects itself, and the collateral that's been um, created you know in in the process might be very helpful reference materials. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and also on a kind of a, a human level, there's also that seeking feedback or mentoring from experienced peers it, in that domain
0: as well. Yeah, no, it's so being inquisitive, having that domain knowledge, or at least getting to understand. Like to your point, you 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 work on all these different industries, and so it gets it becomes important to understand the nuances of each industry. And and speaking of nuances and speaking of domain uh, knowledge, what is your sort of that be a process of gathering requirements um from your stakeholders or on any sort of project
1: yes yeah, certainly so yeah um so I much preferred the term like eliciting requirements um absolutely I, I think firstly I would um start from understanding whom speak so, so you know um this comes from the contextual knowledge that um that was from the previous question um, so if you're in a particular project environment in, in this New domain potentially um you probably want to identify your, your key stakeholders right, in the context of the project you're in um and understanding the context you know have their roles defined or what they do what they're responsible for um and their degree of involvement in in that project so going back to our stakeholder analysis um and you know if not if not done complete um that that piece and then i you know, will kind of plan my business analysis approach so how i plan to and communicate with them um, and the, the requirements elicitation sessions, um, you know, how I'm going to amalgamate my findings. Um, and then it'll be the actual kind of running of the requirements elicitation sessions itself. Um, from the planning um, that I've, that i will you know, hope they've done before, it's, I would, I would typically understand sort of, you know, whether it's going to be something like uh, virtual or face-to-face or logistics, what what information do they need to understand before I actually have the session? Um, Do they understand what what purpose we're trying to achieve? Um, If not, then um, there needs to be um, somewhat a a briefing session of sorts or sharing of collateral to to make sure that everyone has a baseline understanding of of, of, um, what we're trying to achieve um, from that elicitation session and then running it itself. and from that, we'll be pretty much understanding my stakeholders' needs, their problems, their goals and expectations um, through sort of implementing these kind of session plans um, and sort of using these like probing techniques to elicit uh, requirements that are hopefully um, clear and complete. Um, and sometimes it doesn't always kind of you know pan out that them um, in, in you know, sort of perfectly, and that's completely fine because this is what requirements analysis and sort of you know and so. Sort of, know refining does right so um that's the next step look at any you know for any gaps any conflicts any dependencies um from from these findings um and depending on the context you know there's techniques to use we can look at things already exist or or we have created like the the business process modeling uh, unified modeling language business rules um concept modeling amongst other techniques pick one all day about this um but, you know, seeing if there's any, if if there's any, if it aligns or not with, with the um, this session, um, um, looking at requirements, then I go to the, you know, the, the bottom of the discrepancies and refine those accordingly before I get them verified and validated by the stakeholders.
0: Yeah, and, and speaking of stakeholders, um, you know, there's, you've probably dealt with different flavors of stakeholders. How do you normally... Uh, work with stakeholders during the process of you know the the project as as a BA so how do you build that relationship up until the point of you know working with them and sometimes there are difficult stakeholders right so how do you deal with those?
1: Yeah um, so I think uh, well it's um, the difficult ones I I think from kind of a human-centered perspective um, I, I would at first instance kind of try to put myself in in their shoes I think sometimes before I think you know something that's kind of pretty much unspoken about is is that chances are you probably might have observed certain stakeholders behaviors in other meetings that you're in (laughs) not the ones that you run but the ones that you're in and maybe some wider sessions um, and you you might start to get an idea of where their vested interest lies sometimes it's, it could be more obvious looking at their job titles, but might, sometimes being in meetings and observing might kind of furnish you with more context with more you know richer details about maybe you know what what the where their vested interest lies and what their their likes their dislikes potentially why as well so in in that context maybe developing um personas um and so things like empathy mapping often often helps and then combining that kind of organisational and uh, domain knowledge as well, um, perhaps because sometimes I would ask, like, is it really me, or are they kind of worried about something else um, that you know could change um, after after running a particular project? So um, getting to you know, trying to find the potential root causes of like of you know for, um, of any any conflicts or any any areas. That might cause tension, and being able to respond really quickly um, to um, their you know sort of any of the questions that that may that they may actually kind of you know raise with you if applicable, um, and then it's really important to kind of sell those um, benefits and you know sort of projecting them in the best possible light um, by aligning with, with um, your business goals. So um, I think that ultimately is key. Um, you know, going back to the whole point of you know being. Being quite objective. Um, Usually, stakeholders, when they see um, things very clearly in terms of alignment with them, so organizational um, goals and objectives, the tension usually goes away and they start to become more cooperative. Um, It's it's about making sure that um, we are not kind of overloading them with a bit, you know, going in a bit too deep. Um, Sometimes, I think stakeholders might need to be gently poked into, into certain things by releasing certain information in in a certain way that that agrees with them. So uh, I think it's it, it's kind of taking it a step at a time with the more difficult stakeholders.
0: Yeah, no, that's some really good uh, tips uh, that you, that you've offered. Um, and in your uh, work experience and you with your with your background what in your opinion makes an effective BA or, or what uh, have you seen any patterns
1: um yeah so I think um so I think some following so a sort of practice could be key so I was thinking you know it, I think there are some overlaps with uh, some one of the earlier questions but yes. um things like knowledge um so um mentioned you know being inquisitive having growth mindset well this is n- the knowledge you you know that one accumulates over time i think mm-hmm. um yeah you know, they'll be good um to to have like kind a of strong grasp of uh, professional know-how and the ability to pick up the relevant domain knowledge um to so that they can apply you know, the relevant approaches in the right scenarios mm-hmm. it's it's a bit like let's um, suppose. You know, having a plumber with a a big toolbox with potentially over 100 tools, but then the plumber needs to look at when they get to client site, they need to look at what problem it is that, you know, they're dealing with and picking the right tools um, to to help. So this is very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we we talked about communications. And so um, looking at the um, effectiveness part of things, the interpersonal skills. by having interpersonal skills we can then start to understand um you know the what makes a stakeholder take what what makes them not you know potentially um and to be able to kind of foster these um sort of you know, collaboration of you know within the organization that you you're at and sort of understand your organization's culture and goals um then through the interpersonal skills um being able to kind of map um those and try you know convey that in a convincing manner um almost coming up with a compelling story for your stakeholders in order to do that you need to know your stakeholders so um all i can say know your customers in in financial services speak is a very commonly coined term um so having that interpersonal skills allows you to do that uh, and and be able to foster that working relationship um and then um I think this is kind of going back again to kind of knowledge but continuously learning, you know, is uh um I think being an effective BA, um I think one of the things that certainly can help um is is obtaining things like certifications because I think that will kind of give um it will it will kind of convey them that um, you know to others that like one is you know has invested time um to develop themselves. Um and also um having credibility um at a point of entry um to to a new situation. Um, it I think it does um actually all the wonders for me personally um when it comes to um, confidence, um, you know, learning um from IBA and understanding the more, you know, the the, the concepts in, in, in the BA body of knowledge and entering a new environment, you know, my focus is less on, you know, and, you know, confidence issues on the BA. Um, side of things it's more about well let's just crack on to understand the domain knowledge so um, I I think mentally it's um, it helps me you know someone like myself personally and I think um, to some others as well so um, so I should say there's some clear overlaps with earlier questions but I think these are all key to becoming an effective BA from my perspective.
0: No those are those are really good points especially the last one that you mentioned about certification right so certification is studying for the certification, but it's not just that, it's actually applying your past knowledge or experiences to what's in the, um, in this instance, the BABOC with IIBA. So um, yeah, I I totally relate to the confidence piece of it where it really boosts um, your confidence. Um, Are there any sort of recommendations or any resources for those looking to transition to become an effective BA? So do you have any sort of resources or recommendations?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's, there's, there's plenty out there. So there's just, um, I, I would say, um, look, at, look at joining communities um, to stay at the forefront of the latest thinking, because um, as I mentioned, um, business analysis, Will continue to evolve. Um, I think that's a very exciting thing. Um, being part of a relatively young profession, um, so it, it's um, I, I would definitely recommending finding your you know finding your tribe um, <laughs> and mm. finding your crowd um, that that you could bounce ideas off. You could or you could you know some, you know actively participate in if you like, um, and also find finding a mentor um, who could um, understand you know, sort of um, you know you personally but um to be able to then help steer you know your, your career um in, in the right direction or be a sounding board um mm-hmm. on a one-to-one basis um with um with a, or probably a plethora of you know, um, past experience that the mentor can can you know help him kind of supplement you with um i think it's very enriching and very rewarding that to, you know to to have sort of mentored people myself um to be able to impart that kind of knowledge um and then provide you know that that sort of um that sort of you know know how um without prescribing to anyone of course it's just you know having a bit of steer sometimes really helps in in certain situations um so yeah i think um well definitely the likes of iba and i say this because it's one of the sort of biggest um, professional bodies out there and it's a great source and provides great career guidance so it, you know if one if one is a full member you get um, some resources in terms of uh, career guidance um he got like a vast um, knowledge repository um in uh including the, the va body of knowledge and other digital books and community networking opportunities um and there's other types of bodies out there like the, the you know the, the BCS they have books as well on business analysis um, and delivering um, business analysis as a service I think I think you know those are really highly recommended as well there's just a lot of information in in these books um, and but I think to bring it to life it's it's great to like i guess say join a community where you can see a lot of the real life applications in in uh, you know many different scenarios um you know, come come to life and being described um an opportunity to to interact and ask questions um in a way where you're uncertain about um you know certain Way one is approaching things and, and so whatnot. So, um, you know, there, there should be something um, for everyone. There's meetup groups, there are things on event, right? So, it's about just, um, you know, um, having a look at, you know, keeping up to date with um, any, anything locally, understanding what's, you know, looking at what's available on local um, company hosted events, because sometimes they might have something that's a lot more kind of like uh, they might hone down to professions like uh, you know, project management, business analysis. They, they might go to you know sort of you know have those um, professional communities in some large organizations. So there should be um, something for everyone. And in fact, I think if if you can't find anything that specifically meets your needs, I think that's rare. But but if even if that happens, you know, why why not start your own community and get your own movement going?
0: Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Those are important, obviously. Tips and mentoring is so important right so if if you're a new babe just getting into this field if you've transitioned into that role you're always is always you're always questioning yourself so how do you get over that so getting that mentorship um getting those right resources is important and you've, you've laid it out pretty well um so oh
1: thanks I think you never get over sometimes a bit of uh yeah sometimes I think the self-doubt you're always kicking it at, at certain points of careers especially if you're you yeah. know you progression um and I think sometimes having mentors and having a, um, like I say, your own tribe, sometimes they they are really good. They could be good anchors and they could also you know, be people who can steer you in, the, in that right direction when you're ready to go again. So really, really valuable resources.
0: Well, thank you so much, Christina. I really appreciate your time and I'm sure our community will benefit greatly from this interview. So thank you so much. Um, and if people were to get a hold of you, what's the best way that people can contact you?
1: Um, so LinkedIn. Um, so it's um yeah, you can find me my name, Christina Tan. Um yeah, so um my profile picture should be up to date and she'll look like me. So um, oh, yeah. Yeah, um so um absolutely happy to connect with uh, with anyone it sends me an invite. Great.
0: Thank you so much, Christina. All right, thank you.